Welcome to the December 5th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast, where we cover the biggest stories of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency every single day. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. Jumping into that market analysis, I'm looking at the Bitcoin chart right now, and I just woke up. I am a true Bitcoiner. Yes, Bitcoin is at 38.66 on Bitstamp and 39.37 on Bitfinex, and it changes every single minute. That's the fun part about it. So, Bitcoin was around $4,000 after midnight on the 4th, and it slowly declined to as low as 37, like, 75 after midnight on the 5th and now early morning in the United States actually normal morning not early morning it has crawled back up to 3867 but it is below that $4,000 level yes one Bitcoin is not even $4,000 anymore who could have believed that when Bitcoin hit like $20,000 in December 2017 it's, all, it's been less than a year. I guess it's almost an entire year since Bitcoin was $20,000. This is really good for people that don't have Bitcoin yet. Really bad for people about Bitcoin at $20,000, but maybe not. A study I read in the past showed that people that buy Bitcoin tend to hold it until it at least goes back up to where they bought it or more. So a lot of Bitcoin hodlers have been doing a good job with that. Looking at the Bitcoin market cap, it's at $68 billion right now. It's declined a bit since the last show. And the total cryptocurrency market cap is about $126 billion right now. I believe it was like $130 billion yesterday. So we've lost several billion dollars out of the market cap. What is new? Not that big of a deal this year. We've lost hundreds of billions of dollars out of that market cap. I believe it was like 700, 800 billion dollars. Now it's 126. I'm not laughing at the market cap, though. That's still a lot of money. I started in the crypto space in 2014. And literally, the market cap was like 10 billion, 20 billion. And that was mostly just Bitcoin. Now we have 126 billion. People think this is a bear market. It is not a bear market. Compared relatively to where it was only a few years ago, or even like a couple of years ago. Compared to a year ago, yes, it's a bear market. So the year over year, it's a nuclear bear market with a nuclear winter and some nuclear fallout. But crypto is decentralized and versatile. It's not going to disappear. What doesn't kill it makes it stronger. Really, it does. And nothing could kill it. Alright, so number two cryptocurrency is Ripple. Ripple's a little frowned upon by the diehard Bitcoiners because most of its coin supply is controlled by the Ripple Foundation, Ripple Labs, and all that. But they're at a $14 billion market cap. I don't think they've changed much in price. I know they were $16 billion not that long ago based on my memory, but it's declined slowly while Bitcoin's been declining. Ripple's not immune to the market conditions. Ethereum has slid below $110. Now it's at $109. billion market cap. Ethereum's the number one cryptocurrency for dApps. And Ethereum's very easy to use because they have MetaMask. Like, literally, you can install it right into your Firefox browser and click on it whenever you want. It works really nicely. I think Ethereum will be around long term. I think it really is truly the number two cryptocurrency. Ripple. Like, really, if people started selling lots of Ripple, that $14 billion market cap would not hold up. 
and I think Ethereum has already gone down a ton, has a more solid market cap even at $11.3 billion. So I think Ethereum is number two. That's just my opinion. But a lot of people would agree with that. Stellar is like the little brother or something to Ripple. It's at number four, $2.8 billion. So you see that huge drop-off. You know, number three is $11 billion, and then number four is $2.8 billion. So there's only three cryptocurrencies above a $10 billion market cap. Bitcoin, Ripple, and Ethereum. Then it goes way below that. Like By the time you get to Stellar, we're talking $2.8 billion. And yeah, they're down 4% on the day. Stellar and Ripple. Well, Stellar's been rising a lot, but Ripple has been too. So Stellar and Ripple have both risen a lot relative to other cryptocurrencies this year, even during the bear market. Bitcoin Cash ABC, which is now called Bitcoin Cash, is at $144. I believe it was even less than this, like last night. And it's at $2.5 billion now, market cap. 7% down, so it's doing worse than the other cryptocurrencies today. Like Bitcoin has gone down 2.5%. This one's down 7%. Bitcoin SV, the, I don't know what you want to call it, of Bitcoin Cash ABC, the enemy, the evil cousin, maybe it's the good cousin, Bitcoin Cash ABC is the evil cousin, I don't know. So Bitcoin SV is down too, it was down even more last night, but now it's at $92, $1.6 billion market cap, and combined the Bitcoin Cash market caps, when you combine ABC and SV, it's like less than $250. So it used to be $600 before that forecap in the November 14th. So Bitcoin Cash has lost a ton of money out of their community. And a lot of people divested. I also think it's utterly confusing as to which one's the real Bitcoin Cash. Even though CoinMarketCap and a bunch of exchanges decided Bitcoin Cash ABC is the real Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash SV thinks they're the real Bitcoin Cash. And their volume like has sometimes exceeded Bitcoin Cash ABC's volume and they're only like $52 apart right now in actual price. That could change on any particular day, especially since Craig Wright has like a lot of Bitcoins. Based on this lawsuit, I wrote an article about a lawsuit between Craig Wright, who is like the founder of Bitcoin Cash SV, and a lawsuit between him and the estate of his former friend or whatever. He mined like a million Bitcoins with his friend and then he didn't give any of the Bitcoins to his friends like kids or anything when his friend died. So, yeah, Craig Wright probably has a ton of Bitcoins and he could just make Bitcoin SV rise at the exact moment he wants to. He might wait for some bad news for ABC and then buy a bunch of SV. And That's all speculation, total speculation, but I don't think these ranks are cemented that ABC will be above SV long term. That's all I'm trying to say. What is cemented in the crypto world? The only one thing, really. Bitcoin's number one. That's pretty much in st set in stone. All right, so EOS has always been going down more than other cryptos on down days. And it was even down more last night. The market cap went down to $2 billion for EOS last night, but it's crawled back up to almost $2.2 billion. But yes, the market cap is actually less than $2.2 billion for EOS. And EOS was the largest initial coin offering history. Like, we're talking like a $5 billion ICO. And EOS was like marketed as like the commercial Ethereum. Like the Ethereum that would work so well that, you know, all the corporations could use it and enterprises. And, and then it was found out that EOS is reversible. Like they have these block producers that run the blockchain instead of like a decentralized network of miners. 
They have a centralized network of blog producers that all work together and they reverse transactions and freeze addresses and stuff. And this has caused China to declare EOS to be the number one cryptocurrency. And I think that this, that's hilarious. So, but the crypto space is not so into that. So a lot of people have sold their EOS due to the centralization and also because it's just not, I have not seen any signs that it's really exceeding Ethereum in any way. And then Tether, the number one stable coin. Yes, it, it continues to be stable and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon because Tether secured a good bank relationship at Delta Bank in the Bahamas. And Tether and Bitfinex had problems at the same time because they're run by like the same people that use the same bank. But Tether is back to being stable. It has not increased in supply yet. And it might take a while to start increasing supply yet, but there is room for it to grow because it used to have $2.8 billion of Tether in circulation. Now it's $1.85 billion. So there's room for it to grow. There's like a billion dollars of room if it gets its old customers back in. We'll see, though, because there's other stablecoins that have launched that tried to, like, take out Tether. Like, all these stablecoins started becoming popular right when Tether kind of died. Um, well, Tether didn't die. It just looked like it was going to for, like, in October and November, and now it's back to normal. Well, we got True USD. So True USD is gaining a little. It's over. It's at a $201 million market cap now. It's the only stablecoin besides Tether to have over $200 million market cap. Of course, Tether's at $1.85 billion. So, long way to go for TrueUSD, but TrueUSD is gaining. USD coin, which was launched by Circle and Coinbase, is totally stuck at $178 million circulation. Paxos Standard has just been gaining. Because TrueUSD and Paxos Standard are more decentralized for the issuance of them, and they've been gaining day on day. USD coin is not decentralized. It's run by Coinbase and Circle. Um, and, yeah... Issuance of USD coin is a centralized process, and I think it happens in chunks. So they've been stuck at 178 million for a while. Paxos standards at 175 now, and like I said, TrueUSD is at 201. So TrueUSD is winning the race. Continuing down the list, so we've already gone into the stablecoin tether, and by the way, oh yeah, one more thing. I think EOS might fall below tether, like next time the market goes down a little. Even if the market doesn't go down a little, EOS could just go down. So yeah. Uh, EOS is really losing rank. It's going. It's at number six. It could fall to seven. Litecoin is at one point eight three billion dollars. Um, Litecoin is over thirty dollars. It's been less than that recently. So Litecoin's holding out over thirty dollars, and I think Litecoin will always be a major cryptocurrency because it's the number one script coin, which is like a. a a variation of proof of work like there's SHA-256 for Bitcoin and then we have script for Litecoin and Dogecoin I'll just jump right down the list of Dogecoin for a second Dogecoin's down hard it's at over 5% down $258 million market cap it shed like $20 million out of its market cap since I last looked but Dogecoin's always gonna be around it's at number 22 and it's, it's rank is going to fluctuate a bit. It's within a close range to like VeChain and Bitcoin Gold. So Dogecoin's hope is to exceed Bitcoin Gold's market cap, but it might at any time fall below VeChain. So, you know, its market cap ranks in flux, as is so often the case for any crypto besides Bitcoin. So Tron is moving up the ranks, but... Tron, Cardano, and Monero all have less than a billion dollar market cap now, each of them. And they were all above that and not so long ago. It's just because the market got so bad they fell below $1 billion. In fact, there's only nine cryptocurrencies above $1 billion market cap. There's only three above $10 billion and nine above $1 billion.
So Tron's like, they bought BitTorrent. They're supposed to be the kind of like a... BitTorrent's a really old peer-to-peer file sharing platform. And Tron's supposed to be like a content creation platform that uses blockchain. I have not seen Tron applied yet, but it probably is being applied. I'm just not looking. And they have nearly a billion dollar market cap. They're not down much at all today. They're practically stable today. And that's decent considering the market situation. Cardano. Cardano is just kind of like another version of Ethereum. And they've been sticking around near the top of the ranks, but they lost 6% today. Monero is the number one privacy coin. It's down over 4% today. $915 million market cap is at $55. And then we have IOTA, the number one DAG coin, down over 4%. $760 million market cap dash, the number one X11 coin, down almost 6%. It has dropped below a $700 million market cap. So even though Dash is the number one X11 coin, it's been consistently dropping down the ranks. It's now at number 16. Uh, Zcash was recently added to Coinbase, but that's not helping it during these market conditions. It's at $72, now less than a $400 million market cap. Ethereum Classic is also on Coinbase. It's down over 8%. The magic for Ethereum Classic wore off a long time ago, and it's been consistently losing a lot of value. I like the other coins, though. It's not much different. Um, uh, one standout is Binance Coin. So Binance showed... Their decentralized exchange. I'm about to write an article about this. I didn't do the research yet. But I know the simple fundamental fact is that Binance demonstrated their decentralized exchange. And it integrates Binance Coin. So now that people see this video, apparently it's so exciting. Because I believe it is a video demonstration. It's so exciting that Binance Coin is rallying despite all the other coins pretty much going down. So Binance Coin is up 15%. $827 million market cap. It has risen past IOTA, and it's just below Monero. And so Binance Coin might have some potential here to rise up the ranks and become one of the top 10, maybe. It's not that far off now. So if this decentralized exchange really is a big hit, Binance Coin could rise up through the ranks. And now for our first and only story of the day, I'm actually going to discuss the privacy coins Monero and Zcash. So Bitcoin is pseudo-anonymous, and it could be very anonymous, but Bitcoin addresses and transactions are posted on the blockchain for anyone to view. So that's not complete anonymity, but if you use like a VPN and Tor and throw away your Bitcoin address every time you use it, uh, then it could be pretty darn anonymous. But they've developed a blockchain forensic software that makes it difficult to be totally anonymous with Bitcoin. Even if you use all the best practices, they've developed really good tracking software for bitcoin that makes it hard to hide your identity from the government and now the government is starting a public competition and they're asking for proposals they're not asking yet they're going to issue that on december 19th they're going to start asking for actual proposals and basically what this is is the best hackers in the world will get the money and resources they need to create tracking software for monero and zcash so Monero and Zcash took anonymity a step further than Bitcoin. They directly integrated pure anonymity into the code of their cryptocurrencies. Especially Monero, but Zcash also. And right now I'm just going to discuss why Monero and Zcash is anonymous. There are multiple facets to Monero's anonymity, which makes it the number one privacy coin. It's well ahead of Zcash in the market cap, and Monero is definitely the number one privacy coin. So they have ring addresses... And the ring addresses, um, 
or the ring signatures actually. Ring signatures mix in transactions with other transactions. So the transactions are grouped together with the ring signatures. And then it gets exponentially harder to trace transactions with each subsequent transaction. So for, right from the get-go, it's very difficult to see uh, like how much Monero is being sent and who's sending it and such. Because everything's mixed in together, like grouped in. And then they also hide the transaction amount through like ring confidentiality. And then they have stealth addresses. So Monero stealth addresses are kind of like they burn up after one use sort of thing. You could only send one transaction to them and then they're not even viewable. And Monero touts that you cannot see the sender, receiver, or amount for any Monero transaction. Like they have a blockchain. You can look at the blockchain, but you're not going to be able to get any of that info out of it. You're not going to be able to see the sending, receiving address, or the amount being sent. And that's pretty solid. Like, that has never been broken yet, as far as I know, or anyone knows. And then Zcash has a similar concept, but different. So Zcash has encryption right on the blockchain. So, like, the sending address, receiving address, and the amount is all encrypted. If the user chooses, and they encrypt it via ZK Snarks. So, yeah, they use ZK Snarks and encrypt the data on the blockchain itself. But there's Z addresses and T addresses. So Zcash has been listed on Coinbase because people could be compliant with it if and reveal their info for the transaction if they select to. So if a Z address, it's all private and anonymous and everything is hidden. But if they're T addresses for transparent address, it's just like Bitcoin. It's just pseudo and anonymous. The transaction data is all revealed, the, the sender, receiver, and the amount. That's all revealed with T addresses. Well, Z addresses, nothing is revealed. And that creates an interesting concept of like you could send... Uh, Zcash from a Z address to a T address and reveal it. And that's called de-shielding. Or you could actually shield your Zcash anytime you want. Like you could have it out in a public address that's viewable and then send it to a Z address and shield it. So this allows users to be selectively uh, revealing their info. And that makes it compliant. If users um, need to do like a tax audit or something, I guess... Or the exchanges need to do that. They could just like demand T addresses and actually trade Zcash, which is what Coinbase is doing. So Monero and Zcash, uh, if user like Zcash users can be private, and Monero users have to be private, and it works. But the United States government, Department of Homeland Security, and the Office of Weapons of Mass Destruction, uh, which is part of that, uh, they're they're asking for like the best hackers in the world to hack and break Monero and Zcash's privacy and develop blockchain forensic software. And this would be a big paradigm shift if like Monero and Zcash actually get compromised. That would be a big deal. That would make the crypto space wonder, is anything really anonymous? So this hasn't happened yet. The proposals aren't going to be submitted until the 19th. It'll probably take a while for anyone to get the money to start doing this. And then they might not even succeed. I think even the best hackers in the world would have a very, very, very hard time crack it through Monero's privacy, and it might not succeed. And even if it does succeed, how would we know? They're not going to publish that, that they succeeded. They're just going to use it in the background as long as they can. And we're only going to start hearing about Monero and Zcash being compromised once people start getting arrested, and then we get court documents, which use that blockchain forensic software for evidence that show Monero and Zcash transactions. So once we start seeing Monero and Zcash transactions in court documents, and that's going to be very hard to find. 
I don't even know how you would search all the court documents of the country to find that, but I'm sure someone will at some point. But it might take years to find out if this software actually gets developed and Monero and Zcash is compromised. And that's kind of the scary thing about it. But then again, like I said, it's very, very hard to compromise Monero or Zcash. So we will see. And, well, we won't really see, but I would be shocked if it happened. That's all I can say. That's all we have for you on this December 5th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to BitcoinNews.com 24-7 for the full spectrum of Bitcoin, blockchain, and crypto analysis. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out.